Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the head with the clock face. What's that for? It's a joke later. Okay. It'll come back around. Okay. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobbies, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games sometimes. Uh, Dane, what are we discussing today? We're going to be talking about starting and stopping sessions. Mm. Uh, so, like, if you're running a an adventure, multiple session adventure, you know, some strategies and, like, our little thoughts on mm-hmm. how, to, how to get a good stop and a good start. Yeah. We're going to talk about a few aspects of that. We're going to talk about, like, how you plan your adventures so that the stopping and starting points are good, but then also some strategies for if you have to make, like, unexpected uh, changes or adjustments mm-hmm. and, you know, stop before you're ready or start in the middle of something you weren't planning for. That these, sort of thing. These are going to be tips for adventures that are already in progress. This isn't about uh, how to start an adventure in like session zeros and it's yeah. not about the, the conclusion, the, final, yeah. you know, the exciting climax of your, of your years long campaign. Those are, those are separate subjects. Um, this is about how to smoothly, Start and stop your ongoing sessions. Um, yes. Yeah. So All right. With that, we're going to begin with uh, continuing the adventure, right? How do you pick up where you left off? Then we're going to talk about how to get to a good stopping point so you can pick up where you left off. And then just, you know, throwing it out there, always talking about one shots we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a one shot and all this, you know, starting and stopping doesn't apply. Yeah. Um, we said, you know, most of these tips are for an ongoing adventure for a, you know, for a persistent campaign, but there is also, uh, there's, there's more to talk about if it's a one shot. And we have many times on this show espoused what we think are the values and merits of a one shot. So that's, that's going to get a little talking about as well. Yes. All right. So, continuing the adventure. Right. Well, the the best way to pick up where you left off is if you left off in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about how to find that good spot in a second. But assuming that you did your due diligence as a game master, first thing, like review your notes. Yeah. Right. Like you should you should have some little notes about where the party left off. You know who was doing what or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a good idea to review your notes. Yeah, and take notes in the first place. I would say it's not. Gotta take um, some notes. Some, sometimes I've heard it like extolled as a uh, as a virtue of like a good player if they're the ones like taking good notes. But it's not really the player's responsibility to take all the notes. The players are you know the players, mm-hmm. and if there's something if there's something kind of important. Or, you know, if there's, like, a story beat that happened or a reveal or, like, a character's name or, you know, if they forget what town they're in, shouldn't punish them for that because they didn't come up with it. You mm-hmm. did. It's it's your right. job to have it's, those notes. and It's unprofessional, and we're all professionals here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, but, like, if you have some notes, like, you know, that gets your, your mind jogged about, like, what the scene is. Mm-hmm. Like, did you guys leave off? You know, after a night's sleep or maybe, you know, the morning is 
maybe it's the morning, so you gotta, oh, you guys wake up to the dawn and you know whatever, right? So once you get an idea for where you left off, reset the scene because your players will appreciate it. I think mm. that uh, you know it gets their their juices flowing as well. Yeah, and if you, I. In the same in the same way as I think it's you know the responsibility of the dungeon master to be the one to uh, keep track of the notes. Um, it's also like it's your responsibility to set the scene, and you wouldn't you wouldn't ask your players to set the scene uh, when you start a combat encounter like partway through the adventure. You wouldn't ask them to describe what the like you know road through the forest looks like mm-hmm. and where the terrain is. So, you know, why would you have, why would you put it on them to remember where the, where the story left off last time and all the like little Mm -hmm. specifics about that? Don't ask them. You could ask for like a recap maybe if, you know. Well, it's like, oh, did you guys, did you guys set up tents? I can't, you know, I didn't write that down. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we set up two tents, Mm -hmm. right? You know, that's fine. But once that stuff is established, it's your responsibility to again set the scene the same way you would for any other encounter mm-hmm. and not necessarily to expect the players to remember where everything was or to describe everything about mm-hmm. how you left off so that you can begin again. Right. That's it's it's still all on the game master mm-hmm. at this point. Cuz you wouldn't want to, you know, start off the session by being like, "Okay, you know, Cosmo, your character, give me a Dexterity check to climb this cliff face. Because mm-hmm. then, then Cos was like, wait, we're climbing a cliff face? Yeah. I, mm, and, like, maybe I remember there was a cliff there, but maybe I don't remember that I said mm-hmm. my action last time was like, well, next turn I'm going to climb this cliff face. And that goes into just, like, some good advice to not start in the middle or yeah, to not I mean, end your sessions in the middle of stuff. But Probably you don't want to end in the middle of, like, a turn yeah. or, you know, an encounter like that, that. That would be a bad example. But if that happened for some reason, again... You like, would, like, the game master would be like, yeah, so this cliff face stands, you know, 100 feet tall and it's dripping wet with the, the morning frost or whatever, right? And you guys need to climb it. Yeah. Tell, like yeah, just, you know, like any other encounter, you set the scene. Don't mm-hmm. expect your players to remember everything, and don't put the pressure on them mm-hmm. to, you know, remember where everything was and, like, kickstart, to, to, like, kickstart the new session from where they remember the last session ending, because their memory's probably going to be imperfect. Everyone's memory's going to be a little imperfect, which mm-hmm. is why the first thing we said was to take some notes. Yeah. And, like... You know, that goes along. Setting the scene and reminding players of the key information are pretty much the same thing, right? The key information, like where the party is, what were they doing when you guys left off last time? Um, What's, like, the upcoming encounter that they know? Like, oh, we have to get around this cliff face, right? So don't necessarily just, like, jump right into it after you reset the scene. Let the players kind of think about the resetting and being like, oh yeah, that's right. We were at the bottom of this cliff face. What were we doing here again? Game master. What were we doing? Oh, you guys were going to the hermit that lives on top of the mountain. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, you know what guys, now that I'm thinking about it again with fresh eyes, uh, I don't know if climbing this cliff is a good idea anymore. Maybe we should try to find an alternate route. And then 
get the conversation, get the players talking amongst each other because that will get their juices flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and giving them that opportunity. We have that written as a little bullet point here, and I think that's that's pretty important. So you know, give players a chance to discuss information and strategy. Like, before you actually start role-playing, before you start uh, tracking turns or asking them to do roles, a little bit of, like, table talk outside of their character. You know, not in character, not role-playing, but, like, players playing a game kind of reminding each other what they were talking about and thinking about last time and doing a little Mm -hmm. strategy. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that item, you know, that does something Mm -hmm. or whatever. And if they want to do it in character, that's fine, too. Yeah, yeah, and then that's just a bonus for everybody. But it doesn't have to happen Mm -hmm. that way. Um, I think... It's an opportunity that a lot of that a lot of game masters kind of don't make time for to like give your players a chance to strategize. strategize kind of outside of the game and you don't really you might not want them to have that opportunity if it's like you know if it's a fight if you're in a combat encounter you don't want them taking like minutes between turns to strategize you want them to be like quickly making their decisions to simulate the you know the high stakes um, you know nature of combat the the frantic um, confusion of a fight but when that's not important to like the tone of what's happening I think it's I think it's good to give your players a chance to well ease into it right yeah. you don't want to you don't want to jump into the freezing cold water you want to ease into it to like remember that this is a game and there are rules to it and you guys have tools to to deal with the challenges and you know think about that stuff so that's all uh that's all stuff that we recommend when you like when you come back to an ongoing session and you're starting your next session um these are things we want you to think about and make sure you give your players the opportunity to uh to think about as well and I think it's like it kind of it's more of a habit or it, you can turn it into a habit like if you're budgeting time you know on your game master sheet and your outline like okay you know here's today's session blah 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 you know the more uh, the more often you do this the more you get taking that time to ease your players into it will become part of your you know timekeeping schedule um, so it won't feel like wasting time. Because I know when I first started, I was kind of, you know, I was like, okay, let's get back into it. Let's go, 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 go. And, of course, you know, mm-hmm. the players just got together. So, like, oh, we got to talk about, you know, like, oh, what did you get up to, you mm-hmm. know, last week and whatever. Oh, let's, hey, guys, you know, let's come over here and play. They've still got to get their uh, player hats back on. Yeah. That's a um, actually, I really, I really like that term because there's a lot of there's a lot of different sorts of players, mm-hmm. and you know they range from like super invested in the role playing, like you know theater geeks or you know character performers or writers who who love this stuff, and then also just like casual gamers. You might have players who don't look at their character sheets ever, except mm-hmm. when you're <laughs> actually playing, and that's not like a failing. It's no. It's kind of frustrating as a game master when, you know, players are less invested than you. But if that's the way they play, then, you know, just run a casual adventure with lots of fights. That's okay. But if they are the sort of players who don't really pay attention to the rules or to their character sheets or to their, you know, spells and abilities and stuff, um, except when they're actually playing, Mm -hmm. 
you want to make sure you give them a chance to refamiliarize yeah, themselves before you start asking them for roles and you know start asking them what does that spell do or you know mm. do you have any of this resource left i don't know they probably don't know yet give them a chance that being said uh the action should come quickly once you restart right so you don't you don't want to give them too much time to like you know, dink around and refamiliarize and be like, oh, I'm going to reorganize my inventory here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you got someone, you know, pulling up their Skyrim inventory and mm-hmm. like organizing things or their Fallout, uh, you know, playing with all the items and like marking things as junk and whatever, that's not that's not a thing in D&D or any other pen and paper role playing no. game. But maybe you have a player who does kind of mm-hmm. agonize over that stuff. You don't want to spend too much time doing that. You want to start playing. Yeah. So, like, it's uh, there's a sweet spot to hit, right? So you want to give the, give the players time to ease into it, reset the scene, you know, give them the key information that they need, get their juices flowing. And then that should be, like, the narrative bits. Like, oh, you know, you guys awake after a night out in the woods. You know, you guys take down camp. You don't want to... I think you don't really want to role play. Okay, well, who's going to take down this tent? Who's going to take down this tent? Who's going to make breakfast? Who's going to put out the fire? All the little things involved with breaking camp. Just narrate that. Like, okay, you guys break camp and, you know, it's been two hours since the sun rose. Yeah. Time to climb the cliff. Now you've accomplished that. You've you've struck camp. You've packed Mm -hmm. up. You're, like, ready to go again. And you're into gameplay in the space of like two sentences versus you know twenty minutes of oh well wait did I where did I pack my yeah don't my sword don't mess around with that stuff especially not at the beginning of the adventure maybe that is a feature of the adventure at some point where you know like they have to they have to manage the weight of their gear and like mm-hmm. I don't know they they have to do some sort of like traversal challenge and so that they gotta does... put the heaviest stuff at the bottom of their pack yeah. and you know maybe that's a thing. But it shouldn't be, like, the beginning. Right. You want to get into gameplay. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a good way to do that is a fight. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be, but mm-hmm. always when in doubt, but I would uh, say, throw them in. I would say some sort of encounter. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about what defines that multiple times. Um, but I think it bears reiterating. So instead of just, like, all kind of sitting around talking, either in character or out of character and not moving forward, give them an encounter and that could be like oh you know weather like it starts to rain so you know how do you break camp now what's your move where do you start going or you could you know something interactive with some sort of result that you don't necessarily know is the game master because the players haven't done it yet that's an encounter give them one that's Mm -hmm. gameplay so yeah start an adventure with that and don't take too long getting to gameplay Mm mm-hmm so start know, a session. Sorry, yeah. I you said adventure. I said adventure as if it was a self-contained thing, a separate thing. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking session. about a session, one of multiple that makes up the whole mm-hmm. of an adventure. Yeah. So like a good start to the adventure, I would feel takes like 10, 15 minutes, right? Once you get down, sit down, start playing. Ten minutes of refamiliarizing yourself and the players and then 
then you should get back on your you know game master outline like you know oh you guys got a you got a long way to go to that hermit on top of the mountain right then, you know there's a couple fights in here that I want to get to so you know get into it hopefully uh, that will help you cut down the like the transitional period between sitting down and like actually getting to the good stuff because mm-hmm. that's what that's what you want you want to get to the good stuff yeah you want to actually play that's why you uh, that's why you're all there to play the game whatever game it may you know, be not pretend break down a camp mm-hmm. or for two hours pretend or not pretend <laughs> actually you know like agonize over where everything <laughs> was when you started because you forgot yeah because it's been a couple weeks yeah move through that part quickly mm. set the scene again and then get to gameplay so the essential setup to getting started well mm-hmm. is a good stopping point yeah right so how do you find a good stopping point well let's go through our points here we got some stuff um we got to add this first thing that's not in the the first most important thing to how to find how to like have good stopping points between your sessions uh, is to communicate outside of your sessions. When you sit down, and I, I feel like we've been saying this a lot in reference to a lot of different topics, but like the key it's to a lot important. of things. It's always on the board. Yeah. On the board, communicate. Communicate. Game masters, communicate with your players. Players, communicate mm-hmm. with each other. Have a Discord or a group chat. Keep, you know, mm-hmm. keep everyone appraised of the situation and if someone has like a time limit where they need to be done by a certain part of the day or like you know if everyone's not here by a certain time you're gonna be you know late getting started you're gonna have to like cut some content or stuff like that that is extremely important to me uh when i'm game mastering is i need to know when the end time is player i have to ask every player it's like okay how long can you play today you know what's the cutoff time Oh, you got to be out of here by 2.30? Okay, good. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't work with it if you don't know it. Right? Because it really just is the worst thing. One of the worst feelings about being a game master is when you you have this lead up and you're like, yeah, this is getting good. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, I got to go in 15 minutes. And yeah. you're like, Shit. well, fucking forget everything else. Yeah. All right. Forget what I just said. <laughs> and then you have to like stop it before you get there or mm-hmm. rush something. And... um. Dane said it was really critical for his planning. It's pretty critical to mine as well. And I think what that has come from, and this will probably happen for all of you, if you, you know, if you stick with this hobby, especially as a game master, and if you uh, play frequently with a core group of friends, you're going to start to, you're going to start to really dial in how long stuff Mm. takes. You're going to know like how long combat takes with this number of people. You're going to know how many enemies to throw at them. You're going to know what sort of time to budget for like conversations and interpersonal encounters. And when you've started to do that and you're like, okay, we're going to play from like 11 to three or whatever. We've got, you know, like five hours set aside or that's four hours, whatever. (laughs) math you've got however much time set aside and then someone you know part way through is like hey sorry i gotta go or you know i didn't actually have as much time as i said we did Mm -hmm. that communication outside of the session is so critical because Mm -hmm. you know it's that's going to be the thing that allows you to deliver uh you know like well-timed story beats and well-balanced encounters that you 
that you give to your players in the appropriate amount mm-hmm. so that they get to enjoy the entire thing that you prepared for them and yeah. don't have to cut parts of it short or skip things. And, like, shit happens, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. It always does. Sometimes emergency players got to go, players got to go. You know, that's, that's a separate thing, though. That's, like, you know, how do you improvise when that happens? This is uh, basic... Like timekeeping and communication. That's why I'm the, I was the clock face because time, time. Okay, timekeeping. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you communicate with your players about their time limits, then you can make a good stop because you know, oh, at two thirty, the session's over. So like, you can start, you know, keeping track of that. Okay, good. This encounter is taking a little long. Maybe I cut something because I want to get to this before I end it at two thirty. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can find a good spot to end it. You got to know when you're ending. Yeah. And reiterate that if you do this for long enough and you get to know whatever system you're running and you get to know the the players players you're playing with. And the characters that they're playing. You will start to dial this in. You'll start to develop an innate sense of like what is the right amount of time for all of this and how long everything is going to take. But... Knowing that is not enough. You still need to know actually how long you have to work with, yeah. which circles back. You got to communicate mm-hmm. between your players and yourself. Now, like, you don't always have to run right up to that edge, yeah. right? Like, you know, there are natural ebbs and flows of the role playing experience. So maybe, you know, there's a very good natural stopping point a little bit early, like, you know, 30, 45 minutes earlier than the max, mm-hmm. well, maybe that's just the best stopping point because, like, ah, we could continue going, but I don't know if I'm going to find a, this good of a stopping point, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're looking for a good stopping point, look at, like, the natural ebbs and flows, right? Let like, the, yeah, let know, the... Oh, the players want to take a long rest? That's probably that's a pretty good one. And mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll put that on the board right now. Um, it's better to seize those opportunities to, like you know what, we'll hit the brakes for today, we'll we'll end it for today. It's better to do that and wrap up early and, you know, still have, like, an hour left of your allotted time because then you can just, like, hang out, have mm-hmm. a drink, talk about other stuff, whatever. It's, it's better to do that than to run up to the ragged edge of your time and then have to force a wrap-up. Yeah. Um, everyone is going to, you know, find that a lot less jarring. And it might even work in your favor if you, you know had a group of people who were into it and you had a thing planned for the for the session today and it took less time than you thought and you know the last combat ends and they get their loot and they you know spend their resources to heal or whatever and they're like we should do a camp before we move on to the next thing you're like okay cool this is an hour earlier than i thought we'd end but this is a good place to end it and they're like oh well that was exciting that was fun it's gonna end up working in your favor to you know then they're thinking about it to excite your players and and you know give them that like TV cliffhanger ending that they want to come back to, mm-hmm. and maybe that's that's the wrong word because we have cliffhangers as well, a I think, thing later to talk about. But... I think we can get into it now. So, like you have a really good stopping point, right? Mm-hmm. We have a couple examples. Like memorable scenes are really good stopping points. Cliffhangers are really good stopping points, mm-hmm. right? Because if your players are into it and you end on those, well, guess what they're thinking about tonight when they go home? Yeah. Right? They're thinking about that. So, yeah, if you're, like, if you're doing a multi-part, a multiple-session adventure and 
you know, the the big boss fight is coming up, but you know, they have to spend some time getting there. The the cliffhanger of like they peek around they peek around the corner of like the last room of the dungeon and they see like the altar chamber and they see all the cultists and the the thing painted on the floor and they're like, Oh, there's a victim they're gonna sacrifice and everyone's mm-hmm. like, Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're running up on the end yeah. of your time, like Boom. Describe all of it. Get right Fade up to that like Pokemon, you know, combat screen about mm-hmm. to happen and then don't trigger the encounter. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to end it for this time. Send them home. Then you have a week or whatever to, you know, fine-tune the boss fight. They're fucking stoked to get to this boss mm-hmm. fight. They're, like, mm-hmm. looking at their character sheets. They're thinking about the spells they're going to use. They're like, I've got this item. I'm going to, like, roll this grenade <laughs> in. That's going to be my first move or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's that's a good stopping point. Why? Because it's uncomplicated, mm. right? Like, there's no initiative yet. There's no turn order that mm. you got to keep track of. There's no positioning if you're playing on a mat. You know all that stuff is coming up next, mm. but right now, there isn't any of that stuff. So Right now, it's free play. They're all huddled behind, you know, the corner. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you come back, it doesn't matter who was, you know, in the lead looking over. They could all be looking around the corner now. Right. Yeah. They're all like the Scooby-Doo gang looking around the mm-hmm. looking around the doorframe. Then when you come back next time, you do all the stuff that we said about how to continue an adventure. You reset the scene. Mm-hmm. You ask them, you know, some questions about, like, what they're doing, how they're, like, prepped for this. What mm-hmm. is, hey, what's your party position? Right. Like, We're about to roll thinking? initiative. Yeah. Why don't you put your minis on the, on the battle mat in the you know, the order of march that you want to be in when you, because a fight's about to start, right? Because right. then, like, you know, one of the players is like, well, I was thinking about this all week, and, like, I have this spell that I want to lead off with. And mm-hmm. then everyone's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then, like, in character, they're like, hey, guys, let me go in first. And, you know, then, like what we said about how to start, you're into, you've skipped all the boring parts, mm-hmm. you're into gameplay. You're back into gameplay. Yeah, so if you unfortunately do trigger that that combat encounter and then you got to wrap up, right, mm-hmm. still in combat, you know, not perfect, but again, shit happens. So yeah. this is the thing we'll say, avoid this if you can, mm-hmm. but if you have to stop a session in the middle, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of an encounter, right, uh, you got to take good notes and like a picture, mm-hmm. if you're using a mat, like, uh, you know, combat mat with minis or whatever. Take a picture of it. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a really easy thing to do right there in the moment. Like, as you're packing up, if you've got to go, have another player, like, just with their phone. Take a picture of the board with all the characters on it. And I think, uh, I I mean, I don't think any phones these days don't have this feature where you can, like, edit the picture. You could go in and with your finger, you could draw, like, a one and a yeah. two. You could draw the initiative order mm-hmm. um, on a picture of a battle mat with all the miniatures or tokens or whatever mm-hmm. on it. Do something like that. Like, take some sort of measure to preserve that moment so that when you do come back, it's as frictionless as possible. And, like, if you got, you, there's plenty of tools, um, like, uh, what is it, Roll20? Yeah, Roll20, um, Fantasy they, Grounds, they have, there's... You know, yeah. They, they are um, there's, savable and stuff, so, like, you know, it's not going to get lost. Yeah, if you're playing remotely, there's a lot mm-hmm. of tools in place for that. So, like, but. 
everybody knows that's a good idea because otherwise those tools wouldn't exist. Right. So if you're not using those tools, why would you not use the technology of a picture? Right. Right. You know. Yeah. So Fantasy Grounds saves the battle mat. You mm-hmm. can just like put it away and come back to it next week. Why would you deny yourself that in real life if you're playing in person? Do the same thing. Take some notes about like turn order and who's up next and shit like that and take a picture of where everything is so you can mm-hmm. just set it up real quick next time. So taking good notes, and this applies to not just if you're in the middle of a combat. Um, these are just like the good notes that I like to take. I make sure I have these things, right, when we end a session. The last action of the players, or maybe player, right? If you're in combat and turn order is important. uh, What did they do last? And, like, who's up next? Right? Or if it's, like, free flow, you know. Oh, so-and-so said this to the the NPC. And their reaction was this. Mm. And then we stopped. Yeah. So you can get back into it. Right? And, like, uh, so improvised moments. Uh... Because, you know, I have a game master outline of stuff. And almost always it goes to shit because players are going to do what players are going to do. Yeah, right? players do unexpected things. And that's that's a really good one, I think. In your notes, um, a moment a moment that you weren't expecting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a surprise move from a player or someone like, you know, rolled a big success on something that you thought was, you know, you didn't think of that. And mm-hmm. suddenly they just, they hit it out of the park and you're like, oh, okay this encounter is going in a different direction. Right. Definitely you want to note that because note that you don't want to go back to your own, your yeah, old outline. Come back to the original outline and it doesn't say that like, oh, they got around this encounter by, you know, rolling a nat 20 and like, you know, throwing a pencil through a hole or something. Yeah. Because the encounter was them to like fight a, fight a mimic or whatever. I don't know, whatever, right? And then your outline just says, yeah, fight a mimic. And then, wait, did you guys fight the mimic? And they're like, what fucking mimic? And then you're like, oh. Yeah. And now you've ruined it because you can't yeah. use a mimic now. They're going to be poking everything with the, with their swords and yeah. their sticks to like make sure it's not a mimic. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be more focused on that than the other thing. Right. So, yeah, if they, if they broke from your outline, note that. Yeah. So when you come back to it, you can remember, oh, this is now how it went right mm-hmm. um grid positions right you know that's like the the picture thing we were talking yeah. about if you got a battle mat if you got minis take a picture where they are if you're using something digital it kind of does it for you yeah. but or like, make sure you save if it doesn't yeah. do it for you right you know it's it's really important to have that stuff because like nothing wrecks it like coming back mm-hmm. and be like oh, i guess we kind of have to like muddle through what happened i gotta guess yeah and then lastly, uh, feelings and thoughts. And, you know, that one's not always applicable, but... I think it's know, really good, though. It's I've good. Been, I've been thinking Especially about, like, if, all the ways yeah. that this is a good idea, reading Especially the outline when here. Juicy, juicy, when your players do something juicy, mm-hmm. where they're like, you know, I'm really crushing on this NPC. Mm-hmm. Well, you should write that you down. Should, yeah, you should so write that you down. you bring it back later. Yeah. Um, if something happened, uh, you can also write this down, you know... Like, about, um, you can write this down in the form of, like, prompts for your players. You can be like, last session, you know, we kind of ended in the middle, but, like, this happened. 
let me remind you that this NPC said this and you felt angry about it mm-hmm. or whatever. Remember that anger. Yeah, remember that your character didn't like that so that when we come back to that scene next episode, next, I almost said semester, <laughs> session. Um, next fucking session, when you come back to that you know encounter, uh, they continue to act mm. the same way they would have if you'd kept playing. You yeah. want to be like, yeah, remember... They said this. You didn't like that. Now, you know, go with it. You're like a director, uh, you know, pausing <laughs> a play and reminding your actors of their motivation. Yeah. Now he emotes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's see some emotion out there. <laughs> Sweet drama. It's <laughs> good stuff. Um. So yeah, it, you know those those are what I would consider good notes. Um, but of course, you're writing the notes, so you gotta read them, and you know, whatever works for you works for you. Yeah. If you're able to do it with less, that's good. That's whatever. something like I I don't feel I I feel like these these concepts of like good things to take notes about. That's something I can speak to, but I cannot tell you how to take notes mm. because, like, my entire academic life, I've <laughs> never been a note taker. And my notes are so bad. Yeah. It's like, and I've, you know, if you went to high school, you went to college, you probably at some point had some like discussion about how to take notes and finding a way that works for you. I can't tell you what works for you. And I can tell you that what works for me is scribbling a couple things on a sticky note and then just sticking that to my outline. Mm -hmm. Maybe next to the encounter that we're on, but probably not even that precise. And that's just like how I've always done it. That advice is probably not helpful for everybody else. That's just Mm -hmm. what works for me. So how to take notes is something you're going to have to like figure out for yourself. Maybe find some better advice somewhere else about it because... That, that's a very personal yeah. thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. if you haven't figured it out for yourself throughout the course of your, like, academic career, then, you know, we're not the people who are going to help you figure out the right answer for you. Nope. All we can say is you should probably be taking some notes. Yeah. And take notes about the stuff we <laughs> said, just, like, how you do it, how you write it, how you organize it, whether you do it on your phone or a sticky note or a Google Doc. That information... Those techniques, you're going to have to find for yourself. All right. So that's uh, that's pretty much how to, or all we had for how to find a good stopping point. Um, I mean, basically it boils down to timekeeping and good notes. Mm -hmm. Look for the natural ebbs in the action and, you know, look for memorable memorable scenes, cliffhangers, stuff like that. Um, I would say this is a great opportunity to steal from other stuff. Everyone's seen television, Mm. right? Or even like in movies, you know, movies do this cliffhanger technique that is, you know, sometimes associated with like soap operas or, you know, like running cartoons, stuff like that. The, like the two, the to be continued thing in Mm. serialized entertainment. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. But like, you can even watch a movie and see it. They'll like put a character in peril and then they'll cut to, you know, the B plot. Yeah. And they won't resolve the peril for a little bit to build the tension. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. That so just like watch some TV and you'll see mm-hmm. 
these are the beats. Commercial the breaks. It's got a little, you know. Yeah, that's a little archaic less archaic now because mm-hmm. uh, all the streaming. But like you yeah. watch old television shows, and like you can totally tell when there's a commercial. Yeah, break. you see the fade out for a commercial, um, or I don't know. Watch like old episodes of Pokemon, mm-hmm. and they have the fade out and the who's that Pokemon yeah. still in the episode. Yeah, you know, look for those, look for those moments. Those moments. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> find those moments in your game. Use those if you have to act. Uh, sorry, act. Uh, if you, yeah, you know, if you have to, if you have to end somewhere less convenient than that. Mm. Follow follow some of this advice, you know. Take your good notes. Take a picture. Save the battle mat somehow. Yeah. Um, last character action, that's really good. Thoughts and feelings about what happened last time. You know, remind a character, like, hey, you're not into this. Your character hates being in this town, <laughs> you know. Don't forget that when we start playing again because that was, like, that was a good bit of role-playing that you hit on last time. You don't want that to be... You don't want that to be out the window when you get back to it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're making your Game Master outline, if you're writing the story of the session, and you're like, mm, I don't actually know you know, how this connects to the main story that my players are in, or I don't know how to end this, or maybe it's a one-shot. Mm. You know, so like consider consider it maybe it's not maybe it is right because one shots they have an end and they can be much more jarring yeah because that's just the end of it right it was not necessarily the end of the character story right right but it has it could have be an unresolved ending mm-hmm. uh which could be an opportunity for like other stuff to come into the episode or not the episode. The adventure. Uh, think about it like a play or like a television show, and I've I've mixed my metaphors. Your terminology. Yeah, I've, I've mixed up all my terms about it. But yeah, uh, the the idea of one shots being self contained, I think, can be very helpful when you're thinking about this. When you're thinking about how to start and stop your adventures, mm-hmm. and you're like, is this a one shot? If it is, you know, then like it can end in kind of a wacky way and when you come back to it later if it is you know a continuation of character's story Mm -hmm. but that session was a self-contained one shot then you know you can have you can have a much more jarring ending you can play with that you can be like this is a wacky thing that happened to you maybe it's like a flashback for Mm -hmm. a character this is a wacky thing that happened to you in your past and you know, we're playing like a flashback session because maybe you're the only character who could make it this week. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that ending that gives you a lot of freedom with mm-hmm. the ending, and then and, when you come well, back, you can just and put you don't them. want you don't want to make it a multiple session thing, right? Because like, yeah, oh, yeah. only one character showed up this week, so I'm gonna run a flashback. Mm-hmm. You know, session. Uh, the session. I don't want it to. Like, because what's going to happen next time if I don't end it today, then like, oh, then like all the players are back and like we're still in this flashback with just one character, Mm -hmm. you know, so like maybe it's a one shot and it ends 
maybe it's not concluded. Yeah. But it has an end yeah. to where you don't have to pick it up next. Right. Like maybe the guy got away, mm-hmm. you know. But instead of pursuing that into the next session, that guy just got away. And then you rejoin the main narrative. Yeah. And you're like, that's just something that's out there in the world. Mm. A guy, a bad guy who you like failed to stop one time. Right. And as far as you know, they're still out there. And then that's cool. It's a thing just kind of like mm. floating over their heads, whatever. But you don't have to agonize over like ending on a cliffhanger or ending on a, you know, a low note, a natural mm. ebb, um, a natural stopping point. You yeah. can just be like, well, it shook out this way and, you know, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Maybe it's just, like, really inconclusive. It mm-hmm. didn't go great. That's fine, too. But that's harder to do outside of a one-shot because when you are dealing with, you know, persistent campaigns, multiple session adventures, you do want consistency and um, continuity, continuity of, yeah. of the story as you, you know, move from session to session. Right, and like, so here's an example I thought of, of maybe it's a one-shot, right? So you guys, or your party, your player party, is, uh, they're on a quest to do something, right? They're getting sidetracked, though. Like, oh, we heard about this hermit that's, like, up this mountain that we want to go check on. Well, that's not the main story, but, like, I did put in the world... So yeah, like that's an fuck me for doing that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, here's what you're thinking, game master with the game master hat on. Okay, it's going to be a one shot. They get they get one session to try to make it to the hermit, and if they don't, I'm going to have to make them like turn around, right? Okay. So like oh, they get up there and one of them falls off the mountain. Boom. All right. Session over. You can't try for the hermit again. You guys got to get back on track. Maybe in a couple sessions, you know, you're back in the same area of the world. You could try again. Yeah. But, like, for now, you That's tried. Over. It's you over. failed. Yeah. Better luck next time. And when we come back, when you mm-hmm. start your next thing, it's going to be you're done with that. It's going to be you're getting back to something else. Right. And now you, like, one of your, you know, party members has got a broken leg because he fell off the mountain. So now you got to go fight the big bad with a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, of course, they win. They beat the big bag, and they're on their way back to town. Oh, hey, how about that hermit again, though? Okay, all right, I'll give you another yeah. chance. Now you can go right? check that out. You know. But it's, it's again, a one-session deal. You either make it there in one session, or we're moving on. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to find... A super like you know natural and like take good notes on that ending because it's done over and done the next time they try that it's reset mm-hmm. and like you know it was a one shot yeah you can you can be a lot more forgiving for yourself with the planning mm-hmm. stuff like that like you just you, you don't have to hit as many of these points that we've been talking about about like you know how to start in a good place and how to end in a good place so that starting next time is easier Mm -hmm. if you're you know doing a one shot and we again or reiterate we highly recommend doing one shots like that in your campaign it's really fucking fun i would 
I'm really excited for whatever party gets to go meet that Hermie. Yeah, because like, why would you write something like that if you know you didn't want to run it? But mm. or you know, if you're running a pre-made thing, why would they have written it if there yeah. wasn't there some wasn't point to, to do it? You want to you know some diversion or just mm-hmm. like a little you know what's over here moment. That's you know that's fun. You want to be able to give that to your players, um, and that can also give you time to like. That can give you a break to maybe get a tighter grip on how you're going to start the next session, the next, yeah. like, actual, sure. um, you know, adventure session. If they're like, oh, this this session, they just, like, they did a side quest in a mm-hmm. cave. Mm-hmm. And they ended up back at the same camp where they started. But now you got that extra week to, like, prep really the, prep how the know, next the, one is going to begin. Yeah the the climax or maybe you're not there yet but whatever right yeah you know you you bought some time Mm -hmm. so one last point i want to hit on is when you start a one shot i think it's actually very similar to picking up like an adventure because if it's just a one shot there's no session zero right because it's you do the session zero and the climax all in one go. Mm-hmm. So I would say that you could use the the points that we hit in starting uh, the session, right? So, like, obviously there's no notes to review, but, like, you want to set the scene up good. Mm-hmm. You want to give the players, you know, the key information to get going right away, mm-hmm. and then you want to get them going right away. Yeah. You know, no long 45-minute hour you know, oh, let's all meet up at the pub Mm -hmm. because, like, it's a one-shot. And if you're not playing all day because, like, that only exists in fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. That only exists in the worlds of fantasies that we pretend to live in for these games where you have the time to meet for, like, a 12-hour session. (laughs) And everyone shows up on time. That doesn't exist. Yeah. False. Anyways, so, like, you want to get going right away because you want to do this one shot. you got, like, three hours. You don't want to waste an hour of it on the meet and greet. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, there's some good... I think there's some good points in this episode about how to start a one shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give them the setup. You know, give them a chance to settle into it, to discuss, like, okay, I'm, I'm this and, like plug their character into what you've set up for them and then quickly get them into gameplay. That's good advice for a one-shot as well as the beginning of basically any session. Yeah. Like, you want to turn it over to the players as quickly as possible and be like, what do you do but once, you don't wanna, once you've given them yeah. the necessary information? The necessary, you don't want to just like, oh, what do you do? It's like, like I don't well, know. I don't where know. I, I get am. up, I brush my teeth, I have a piece of toast... <laughs> Because for them, you know, without without that good, uh, without that good setting of the scene that you do as a game master, how you you know narrate and describe how we all love to do, without that, they are just their character sheet in an empty void. Mm-hmm. And then you ask them like, well, what do you do? Like, uh, and then the I don't answer know. is, I get up, I brush my remind teeth, me I have where a piece I am. Of toast. Another Futurama. Yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't get it the first time I said it again. Well, you got to say it twice, because yeah. she says it so twice in the episode. Yeah. Right, look what you did. She won't shut up. <laughs> she won't shut up. No, 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 that's normal. 
Zoidberg. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, all right. So, so starting and stopping your sessions, multiple sessions, ongoing adventures. How do you do it? We just fucking told you. Yeah. Uh, when you start the session, you got to review your notes. Hopefully you took some, uh, cause that's a thing that, you know, we're going to be quizzing you on later. So mm-hmm. review your notes. Yeah. Good notes. <laughs> you want to set the scene, give their players enough information to get into it, uh, quickly because you don't want to drag it out. You don't want to waste time on boring stuff. You want to narrate the boring parts, get right into a good encounter. Yeah. Give them an encounter, give them gameplay. Put it in their court be like, play. what do you do? And they can't answer that question unless they have the necessary information. That's mm-hmm. how you start an adventure, a session in an adventure. In an adventure. It's all adventures. So how do you find a good stopping point? Well, uh, there's natural ebbs of, and flows. Um, the more familiar you are with your players and the characters... Uh, the easier or the more that will become second nature, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing how much time stuff takes. Um, You want to look for a good stopping point, which could be like a memorable scene or a cliffhanger. Like we all peek around the corner and see the big bad, right? Oh, well, you're going to have to fight him next time because we're done. That's the to be continued moment. Mm -hmm. Look for those. Right. Uh, in the middle of a combat is a bad idea, but like shit happens sometimes. Yeah. That's just how it plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make sure you have good records. Right, take a picture. Uh, write some notes. You know, what's the what's the turn order? Who's up next? What was the last person's action? Uh, that kind of stuff. Right, and then we talked about some good notes. Right, so last action. Who's up next? Uh, what were the changes to your game master plan uh, in case you know the players ask about them and come back and like you don't want to give anything away um, and yeah just maybe some feelings and thoughts your players had those are always fun to bring back into uh, like oh yeah you were really mad at this guy and now in a couple sessions I'm going to make him an enemy mm-hmm. you know? and then you know lastly we talk about to consider if it's a one-shot. Because mm-hmm. that uh, kind of changes the rules. It, yeah, it changes what we just talked about. Um, one-shots have a different sort of end because you don't have to pick it up. Mm-hmm. It can be way more jarring and unconclusive. Um, and then they start different, too. Yeah. But you still use all the same good advice that we made up <laughs> to... Uh, to start your one shots or your ongoing sessions or your first sessions or all your sessions. Indeed. So that was uh, our tips and tricks about how to start and stop your uh, your adventure sessions. Um, hope you enjoyed it. That's uh, that's that's about all we have for tonight. Check us out at two hgm.com. Uh, we have info there for you to contact us, give us your feedback. We also have links to our Patreon and our Twitter if you want to, you know, get more involved. We're, we're kind of lonely on the internet. We could use some internet yeah. friends. Come hang out with us. Uh, also, you can find a bunch of our stuff on our website. Again, yep. that is 2hgm.com. We have original content like our Eclipse Engine, a free uh, tabletop role-playing game system. Free just forever. It's always going to be free. It's a, you know, 
easy little thing that we came up with along with character sheets. Um, we also have a little game we call 10 Minute Dungeons, uh, which we found to be a really great sort of like almost board game way to bring new people into the hobby mm-hmm. in quick mm-hmm. little, you know, literal 10 minute dungeons. You play like yeah. one combat encounter and suddenly your friend who's never played before is like, okay, now I know the rules. I get yeah. the basics of a role-playing game. Um, a, lot of, a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Uh, little tools and, and, and um, whatnots on the website. Also coming up, keep your eyes peeled mm-hmm. and your fingers loose for typing on the internet. I don't, I don't know where I was going. Yeah, get your clicking <laughs> fingers ready. Uh, Afterlife, mm-hmm. the Our big show. Original post-apocalyptic uh, role-playing game slash original setting. We're we're hard at work on that. That is coming up. That's going to be coming up later this year. We're thinking. Thinking like uh, October, November-ish, yeah. you know, on our anniversary, maybe. Yeah, around around the anniversary of our show, which is November. But we also like to do a Halloween thing, so, you know. Halloween! Keep, uh, keep an eye out. We'll be, as soon as we know more, we'll tell you more. But there is going to be probably a print version. There's probably going to be a web version. There's going to be some, you know, goodies that come with it. It's going to be a new role-playing game, and it's going to look cool. Uh... What we got? What's last? Um, well, do you have any real quicks? I don't. I don't have any. No, but uh, do want to real quick say that along with maybe I said this along with our like feedback and contact and and Twitter, we have a Patreon link. So mm, okay. if you like what you do, we want to support. Um, you know, Patreon. It's very very low. Mm-hmm. We only have one level. We just want a couple bucks. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like one buck per episode, two bucks a month. You, you, the first Patreon subscriber is no longer up for grabs. Yeah, we already have one. you could be the most engaged Patreon subscriber. You certainly could. That is You can hang out with us on Discord. We're going to, you know, have exclusive content for our patrons. You can get your hands on that. You can, you know, hang out with us on the Discord. You can talk about uh, RPG stuff more. Um, and you could maybe, you know, dethrone our first patrons as, like, the coolest patron. Ooh, right, yep. Yeah. That title's still up for grabs. We, yeah, we got some patrons, but, like, maybe you're cooler than they are. Maybe you want to come in and... <laughs> to be fair, our patrons are pretty cool. Yeah. Don't drop us. <laughs> right? We value you with all our hearts. Um, but, yeah, that's it. Kind of a long, long outro, long-winded that time. But that was our episode about starting and stopping your role-playing sessions. Uh, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song, Pond Hill's Finest. Intro and outro for our show. And we'll see you next time. Join us next time for another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Nice.